Listen up. We're starting the show a little different today. Wait, is this Bobby's podcast? Yeah, but we're taking it over for a minute. The first thing we want to announce to you is that Jill's office is an official new sponsor of the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. We're sponsoring it, A, because Bobby's cool and not just because he doesn't have any hair. B, because we think all entrepreneurs are pretty dope. And C, Bobby lost way too much hair from the stress of being a business owner. And we don't want that to happen to you, too. No way. (laughs) So you may be wondering, who is Jill? Well, Jill is your ultimate backup phone support. She doesn't sleep. She doesn't ever get sick. She never takes a vacation. And she always sounds friendlier than Bobby. I mean, come on, that's not very hard, but we do sound pretty darn good. Basically, she's the amazing first impression for every caller. All right, Bobby, we've got the phones covered for you. So let's fire up that guitar. Ah, yeah. My name's Bobby Walker with Journey of a New Entrepreneur, and I've got one message for you. Don't be a bitch! What's going on, guys? Bobby Walker here from the NBZ Studios in Orlando, Florida, coming at you with Dom Williams. I cannot wait to introduce you to this guy. He's super cool. Uh, there's a lot of mystery around this guy. And I feel like I'm the guy that's like presenting him to my circles and my world and my people out there. And you guys are going to thank me for this before the show's over, but we ain't getting a Dom yet. Cause this is the Bobby Walker show. We're talking about me for a minute, but I just want to say, guys, thank you for coming to the show. Thank you for supporting me for all the years. Thank you for supporting me when I was gone and baby, we are back. Uh, let's talk for a second. Let's pay some bills. Let's talk about response. Responsibid. Uh, you guys know Responsibid has been the sponsor of the show for, I don't know, a couple of years now. And uh, it's probably going to be that way for a long time. Who knows? Um, but Responsibid is the best selling platform for the home service industry. It helps you close more jobs. It helps you do it with less effort and higher ticket prices. How's it do it? Well, it's kind of magic, guys. You just got to go check it out. You can go to jnebid.com. We've got the best deal. I, I, I negotiated this thing. I'm a world-class negotiator because I read the book, Never Split the Difference. And I negotiated a deal that's better than you can get anywhere else. JNE listeners, go to JNE.com. You can check it out. And here's what ResponseBid does. It's an automation sales platform. So that's how it takes the work out of it for you. But it's very powerful. It actually takes a bit to set the thing up. But once you've set up the back end, the front end is very simple. It's very user-friendly. You can literally train new employees in 30 seconds. I kid you not, that is not an exaggeration on how to accurately quote the services for your home service business. So it takes the thinking out of it, lets your salespeople focus on the important stuff, which is the connection and the emotion with that customer, because that's why we're out there anyway. And if you don't want to go out there, it does a great job helping you close them over the phone. It does a great job helping you uh, let them get their own quotes on your website if you want to go that route. So Don't take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Prove me wrong. They've got a 10 to 1 ROI guarantee. You can't go wrong with that. If you don't get a 10 to 1 ROI on your investment, you don't pay for a response bid. So go to jnebid.com to check them out. J-N-E, like Journey of a New Entrepreneur. B-I-D, like responsibid.com. Check them out. Tell them Bobby sent you, and they might just send you back. Who knows? But anyway, we're here today. I've got my buddy, Dom. I've known him for 
gosh, I think we met probably a year ago, I think, right? I mean, we, t- we met bef- right before I had my, you know, uh, fall off the face of the, the earth thing, I think, right, Dominic? Well, you, you introduced me to, like, you helped me really get into BBB. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Is that so, where we, okay. So we, that's, did we know that's each where other we actually met then? in person. I feel like we, we connected before then, but then at BBB is when we actually met each other. Yeah. Yeah. And for those so, listening, BBBs are, we're in a mastermind group together. It stands for business, bourbon, and bullshit. So, um, you know, serious business, optional bourbon, mandatory BS. Um, that's how that works. But, uh, but yeah, so we're in that thing together and that, that's definitely where we've got to know each other. And, yeah. um, you know, Dom is one of these guys that, how do I want to describe you, man? You're, he's, he's not unassuming. Okay. I don't, cause I almost said, he, you know, he's kind of an unassuming guy, but he's not, you know, you look at him and you, you talk to him for half a minute and you're like, all right, this guy's doing some stuff. Um, I would say he's humble, not unassuming, but he's a humble dude. He's, he's got his hands. He's laughing. Maybe he's not humble. Maybe I don't know the real Dom. I don't know. And, but, but he's got his hands in, in a handful of things, but they're successful things. And um, I'm just really impressed. And Dom, uh, you're someone, as you know, I've been trying to foster a, a better friendship with you, you know, here over the last little bit. And uh, I just, I got you on the podcast before I got you out for a beer or something, but I'm glad we made it this far. So yeah. welcome to the J&E. Welcome to the No Bitch Zone. How you doing, my friend? Well, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm a super blessed and I appreciate you having me on the show. Um, it means a lot to even just get an invite. So thanks for having me. Well, Hey man, it's, it's what we do. I like to talk. And fortunately there's some people out there that like to listen. It's funny. I just, I recorded an episode earlier today with someone and they were like, man, I've got a show and like, you know, a, a 20, 30 minute episode. It's just hard for me to get out. And he's like, you can go for like an hour and a half. And I'm like, Jamie, uh, it was Jamie Schmidt that was telling me this. I'm like, I'm like Jamie, um, here's the problem. I got, I got to work hard to get it to 90 minutes, man. Like I, I got, all, I got too much to say here. So but anyway, thank you guys for, for voluntarily, voluntarily torturing yourself and listening to me and, uh, and Dom today. But so Dom, let's, let's get right into this thing. So you're a cool dude. I said it already. You know, you, you're not unassuming. When I look at you, I'm like, all right, the dude's got style. You know, he ain't just, you know, like he, he's got an image that he goes with and, and you hang out with some movers and shakers. So tell us who you are, you know, tell us who you are as just the person and, and then mix in that entrepreneur thing into there and, and let us just, you know, get the, the elevator pitch of, of who yeah. the heck Dom Williams is. Yeah. So like you said, my name is Dominique Williams. I go by Dom. Um, it's a lot easier to say. I'm <laughs> I'm from central Indiana. So I reside right here in Kokomo, Indiana, which is about 45 minutes from Indianapolis. And, um, you know, a fun fact about me is, you know, I've been doing entrepreneurship before it was cool to be an entrepreneur, you yeah. know. So, you know, when I was 12, 13 years old, you know, my very first business or AKA hustle, I, I would say, was, you know, going going door to door around Halloween time, selling these uh, made up Halloween bags that we that we sold. Right. Mm-hmm. And we were like, hey, you can give these to your kids and they can put the candy in these bags. And, and we literally made them out of paper, you know, just lined paper and colored pumpkins on them. So I've been doing it for a while since I was 12. And, um, you know, I have a, a passion for for entrepreneurship and people that really want to, you know, start and grow businesses. Um, and um, I love to travel. 
So, you know, I love getting out and, and going to different places and, and, and just seeing the world. So, um, so yeah, so that's a little bit about me. That's a little bit about me. So when you say you love to travel, uh, I'm going to make some assumptions because I don't know, but okay. most people say they like to travel, but I have a feeling you probably actually do it. So like what's travel? Like what, you know, where, where, where's your bucket list places that you've been to and what kind of places are you going to be going to in the the near future? Yeah. So, so next year, the goal is to go to Spain. Nice. Um, And then I also want to uh, visit some, uh, some, some, some water cities. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I mean by water cities, I always pronounce these things wrong, but you know, like the, you know, like the cities where you got to kind of be on a boat to go around the city. Yeah. 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 I used so. to live bound down in one in the U.S. You know, Fort Lauderdale, believe it or not, has more uh, intercoastal waterways, I think, than any place on the planet, including. Really? Including, I didn't know that. Uh, uh, what's that stinking place over in Italy? Um, the, the real cool one. Uh, Venice, including Venice. Yes. More, more yes. than that. Yeah. That's a popular one. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, so those are some of the places that I definitely want to go. Um, you know, I've been to Mexico, you know, a couple different times and, and things like that. But I really want to go to some of those, you know, exotic places. Yeah. So. Um, so that's on the that's on the bucket list. And, uh, you know, just honestly, keep keep knocking off all of the states here in, in the United States and and making sure I can visit each one of those, obviously. So that's cool, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. So so we like to travel. We obviously like to have some style. I mean, I think the glasses are cool as hell, man. Like those can't be <laughs> accidental. Like, are those a part of the image or what? Yeah, well, I mean, they're they're they're, you know, legit glasses. I mean, it does make me see better. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, but they make you look cooler too. I ain't gotta lie. I'm just, I've got some like, you know, dark, you know, kind of glasses like that. They're not quite as thick, but I got two problems. One, I just don't look cool. And then two, like one of my ears is higher than the others. So when mm-hmm. I wear like a, those, that thick black line that goes across the top, you can just see the, it, I just, I look weird, man. I don't know what to tell you. It's a little <laughs> embarrassing. So, so I'm jealous of people like you. Um, so you, you, you started your entrepreneur thing when you were a kid, you, uh, you know, you haven't lost interest on that. How do you know, walk me from, you know, that age 12, 13 to, um, uh, you know, at least early adulthood. What, what happened to get you from here to there and so on and so forth. And Dom, if you need a break, yeah, uh, yeah, you need so, a break or something. No, we're good. Oh, okay. So, okay. so, so what got me from, you know, high school all the way to this point, is that the question? Well, yeah, or, or I would say maybe not from high school to this point, but you started out, you know, hustling. Uh, you, you mentioned something to me uh, about the, uh, gosh, I thought I wrote it down. The, the candy uh, company? Or the, the, teen co- club, the teen club. The teen oh, okay, club. Yeah, yeah, you did some yeah, stuff let, like let me, that. Let me, take, let me take you through that moment because that, okay. that was actually a really good learning and defining moment. So, like I said, so when I was 12, 13 years old, I was doing all of these different types of little businesses, right? And when I was in middle school, early on to high school, I was selling candy. So, and I'm, and you know, a lot of people say this story of, you know, like, oh yeah, I used to sell candy in school. No, I was doing it, man. Mm -hmm. Like I I had probably about 10 different employees across (laughs) all of the, this is serious, across all of the different county schools, because we have Mm -hmm. like four or five county schools and we've got like a couple in city schools. Right. And, um, you know, I had a person at each of those schools And I would, you know, every Saturday and Sunday, I would drop off a new pack of candy. And in exchange, I would grab the funds from the previous week and, you know, give them change and all that. It was a business, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and at that moment I knew like, okay, you know, I'm not, 
I'm going to have people working for me. You know, yeah. when I turn 18, 19, I got to have people working for me because I'm because I, I love this. I love the concept of, you know, having multiple of me out there making money and, you know, doing transactions. So that's where it really started. The candy business and, you know, understanding the value of a dollar. You know, because you, you can't never understand the value of a dollar unless you really value that dollar candy bar. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, so and like, man, you know, you were making I was making probably 40 cents off the candy bar, you know, mm-hmm. and I had to give the, you know, the people, you know, 10 cents or 20 cents off the bar. So you talk about convincing people to, to you know, work for you and only make, you know, 20 cents off of the dollar. Yeah. That took a lot. Did, <laughs> I don't want to just like dig in too far, but I'm really. How did you overcome that? Uh, it, you clearly influenced them, you know, yeah. but like, I'd like to hear that story. How did you get them to paint the fence while you went off and had fun? You know, like, wh- how did you accomplish that as a 12 or 13 year old? Yeah. So, so think of it this way, right? When you're, when you're, I mean, you're, and really we're talking around that time, it was probably about 15, 16, you know, so you're talking people that are in high school or, you know, middle school, eighth grade that don't even have any, they have zero income, right? Mm-hmm. So the pitch was, Hey, here's what I'm going to do. You know, we do fundraisers around the school a couple times a year. All I'm asking you to do, Bobby, is do a fundraiser all year round. (laughs) (laughs) And and that was the pitch when Mm -hmm. when people when, you know, the teachers and the principal were like, you you can't be doing this. I'm like, I don't know why I can't do this. Mm -hmm. We're doing all these fundraisers, you know. So, you know, that was the pitch like, hey, you know, do you want to make 20, 30 dollars a week? Have some money for your for your for your pocket for spending have money for concessions at football games and basketball games here it is i'm gonna do that for you i'm gonna solve that issue for you mm-hmm. so um so it was very easy to to really you know once i got my pitch down it was very easy to kind of say okay i'm gonna do this at this school and i'm gonna do this at five or six different schools and then every weekend i'm just gonna go and collect the money and give them new boxes of candy <laughs> how long did you do that did you do that one year i did it i did no i did it for probably about half of my high school life journey. I mean, so my high school was four years, luckily. So I'm, I'm grateful <laughs> that it wasn't longer than that. Yeah, I spent so I the best years two, of my life in high school. Yeah. I probably yeah. did about two, about two, two and a half years. Right. Um, because during that time I was also working a job too. You know, I was working mm-hmm. at Kroger, um, you know, pushing carts in and stuff like that. So, and then I also started working at Sears. So, um, so yeah, I had a couple jobs in my life too. Now we're, uh, Actually, I'll tell you one thing that's a bit of a mystery to me about you, even to this day. And I'm curious how you were when you were a child. Um, like, I can't, uh, we haven't spent enough time together. I don't know if you're an introvert that's really talented at communication and good at that. Or are you an extroverted guy? Are you an introverted guy? And were you the same when you were young? So I was the same when, I'm, when I was young, um, as far as like just being outgoing and just willing to talk to most people. Um, I, here's what I'll tell you. Here's here's a fun fact about me that I really don't ever talk about. Usually when I get in a room that is like full of like entrepreneurs and business people, sometimes it can get a little, at first, intimidating, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're around a whole bunch of people that are like-minded with yeah. you. So it takes a little bit of time to like break that barrier down with me when I'm around other people that are doing business because I'm kind of trying to like read the room. Okay. This is Bobby. Okay. That's good. You know, this is person, but you know, if I'm in a room with people that are definitely not entrepreneurs and stuff like that, Oh, it's the, it's showtime. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's, it's a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're not dealing with people that are like at the same, at the same you know approach that you are. So well, when you're in that room with other entrepreneurs, you're not the quote unquote toughest guy in the gym anymore. 
Exactly. You know? That's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Love that way. Love that way. So, yeah. Okay. So, so you've always been outgoing. You've, you've been that dude. And okay. I was just kind of curious, uh, were you, uh, were you in like student body and all that stuff back in the day? Are you strike me as the kind of guy that would have been at like when I was in school? Mm-hmm. Yep. No. So I'm telling you, man, when I was in school, my only focus was building businesses and like just having my thoughts and putting them down on paper. So another really cool fun fact, I doodle a lot. So like mm-hmm. every time, like I'm sitting, like, like while we're sitting here talking, I'm going to take down notes. I'm just going to mm-hmm. write down certain stuff, not because I can't remember it, but that's just how I, that's just how my brain works. So when I was in high school and I'm in class, I'm writing things down. I'm writing all my ideas down and just kind of putting them into, you know, into place. Like, Hey, this is going to happen. You know, I'm going to start this business. I'm going to do this. So um, that's what I focused on, man. I didn't do sports in high school. I didn't do any type of organizations. I really didn't go to baseball or basketball games or anything like that. I really focused on working my, my part-time job, building whatever business I had going on and just planning for the future. I know now, that sounds crazy. No, it, well, it doesn't sound crazy. It's not typical, but like, I know there's people like that. You know, it's like, I think most of us are like, man, I wish I would have been like that when I was young, but so not typical, but definitely not crazy. Um, how was that received amongst your peers? And how was that received amongst like, say, you know, teachers and stuff like, and the reason I ask is like my son, Caleb, he was uh, 17 when we started our home service business, he was still in high school. And, you know, he got a lot of just discouragement, just telling, you know, people at school, this is what he's doing, even teachers. Uh, yep. Did you have a similar experience? Or did you have a lot of support in there? Yeah. So I remember this one teacher, it it really stood out to me. Her, uh, her name was Miss Boonstra and she was actually a substitute teacher. So get that, think about how powerful a substitute teacher has to be to like stick with you after high school. Um, but she always substitute older lady, really gentle. And I was telling, I was like, yeah, she was like, yeah, what do you want to do? I'm like, well, I'm going to own businesses and whatever. And she's like, oh, you're going to do that. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to own multiple businesses. And here's the other thing, Miss Boonstra, I'm not really going to work in the business. She's like, what do you mean by that? I'm like, I'm not going to work in them. Like I'm going to work on them. I'm going to have employees. I'm going to hire people and, you know, delegate and all this stuff. And she's like, well, that's not possible. You know, she's like, (laughs) and she's like, she said, because she's like, I've owned a business and she did. She owned like a fireworks store. And she was like, you know, if you want something to work, you have to be there. She's like, you have to be there. You have to be there. You know, this, this concept that you're going with is just not going to work. So, most people, I think, would take that as like, okay, she's talking down on you or anything like that. But that's not how I took it anyway. To me, that's just like, oh, this is a challenge. Like, she's really, you know, she's really challenging me. And the other thing is like, man, everybody's doing this. McDonald's doing it. You know, all these yes. big companies are doing it. So what are you talking about? I can't do it. So, you know, there was a little bit of discouragement from teachers like that in the sense of like, okay, this guy really thinks he's going to do something big. But the cool thing was, the cool thing is now is I love that I had that same passionate for it then because I see these same people now, right? So like people that I graduated with, I see them now, whether it's, you know, a restaurant or a bar that I go into or whether they're applying for one of the companies I work for, I see them now and they're like, you know what, man, this is the coolest thing ever because you're doing exactly what you've always said you wanted to do. Yeah. You know? Cool as hell. So it just, it, so like, and it like, it make it gives me chills actually just talking about it because like people that I see, I'm just like, Hey, what's going on, Dom? And like, they're, they're driving through one of my, my uh, drink barn slash convenience stores, or, you know, they're calling to use the cleaning service. And it's like, 
man, this is cool. You guys are, you, mm-hmm. you guys are supporting me. I know you guys know that I own it. And you guys know that I, I've been trying to do this thing since, you know, high school, middle school. And I just love it. So you, know? you just said something that, so I know, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you're an author, which we'll hopefully get into that. You're, <laughs> yeah. You said your main passion's real estate. You're a real estate mogul. Um, you just mentioned, uh, these gas stations, which maybe that's you're wrapping up into the real estate, but what, what's a what do you call it? A drink? Uh, okay, drink? so so they're not so they're not gas stations. So no one come get me. I'm not selling any oil. Um, <laughs> but so so three years ago, there there's this there's this place in in Kokomo called Lexi's Drink Barn. It's been around for about 15 years. Mm-hmm. About actually longer than three years. Probably four years ago, um, the the guy that started it wanted to sell to sell them. And I was looking at it going back and forth and, and I didn't pull the trigger because his numbers weren't where they were. And, you know, it was just a lot of the new, new POS system, all these things that I just didn't want to do. Right. So I didn't buy it. Someone else ended up buying them and they went in there and they turned the business around in about four years and did all this stuff that I really didn't want to do. Well, in the middle of COVID, they put it up for sale. Hmm. I bought it two locations. Nice. Um, you know, already had employees, already had really good sales, really good track record, profitable, all that great stuff. So I've owned that since August of 2021. Um, and I was in that, I think it took me nine months. It took me from January all the way to August of 21 to close that deal and actually finalize it and, uh, love that business. Love it. It's called Lexi's Drink Barn. I just interrupted you as you said it. What was the name one more time? It's it's called Lexi's Drink Barn. So we pretty much sell sodas you know, Pepsi's Coke and stuff like that. And then we add flavors to it. So mm-hmm. if you're ever looking for like a, a twisted soda, like a vanilla Coke, yeah. we can do that. Or a vanilla cherry Coke, we can do that. All those different things. That's cool. I think I saw, uh, I, I think it was when I was in Utah last year, um, there was a, a series of, that they, they, they had some places like that, you know, as well. Oh, yeah. And it was a little standout, a little, uh, not something I see in my my stomping grounds. So yep. that's, that's really cool, yep. man. Yeah. So, gosh, where were we? I, I got us onto the, the drink bar. You were talking about, uh, you know, you were going through, oh, you're talking about the people that were supporting you, you know, so you got out of school and, and you, you know, you start doing your thing and you're not that you need it, but you're getting some validation from past, you know, for sure. Haha, I told you so told you I was going to do this shit. Um, the, I, I know you originally, I knew you had a cleaning service, so you've got a, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's like a maid service, right? Is it like an interior cleaning or? Yeah. So we do residential and commercial cleaning services. So okay. we, we do the maid service where we come in, make beds, clean kitchen, bathrooms, all that good stuff. But we also do uh, commercial cleaning where we actually go into facilities, whether that's a factory, car dealership, or just general office. Mm-hmm. And we're cleaning their buildings every single night. So my business is about 50-50. We do 50 percent of commercial so 50 percent of the business is commercial does that make that difficult to manage just from the standpoint that you know it's fully different shifts and kind of a different model in a sense commercial versus resi or yeah so we run it as like two different divisions almost Mm -hmm. like two different companies in a way and um the commercial portion is my favorite aspect of the company actually um the recruiting is a lot easier because you're finding people that are you know they just want like part-time work maybe they only want to work you know 10 hours a week and, you know, those people tend to stay with us a lot longer because they're not getting worn out. They're not getting burnt out of it. You know, they don't have to call off because it's like, oh, I can figure out how to get that to that two hour, three hour shift mm-hmm. because I only have to go there two or three times a week. Nice. OK. And then are you, uh, you know, like I know you got the cleaning service, uh, you've got a, a recruiting thing, you know, all this stuff. Oh, are yeah, you recruiting, are, are recruiting you in the thing. 
<laughs> well, I don't. I actually started just pause. Me. I didn't mean it like that. I just meant like I don't remember. No, I don't talk about this one or not. So I, I did not bring attention to it. So here's my question, and then we can talk about the recruiting thing if you want to. I just didn't know if you wanted. Yeah. To. Um, the uh, are are you involved in the day to day of any of these things, or do you have people doing that for you? So the only thing I'm involved really in the day to day is my real estate portfolio, which there's really not a lot of stuff that, that we do day to day, um, hire who, um, and then I still do day to day. Like I still have a role in my cleaning company mm-hmm. and, and it's because I love, I do love my cleaning company. I do like without my cleaning company, I couldn't have acquired the real estate. I couldn't have acquired mm-hmm. the drink barns and stuff like that. So, you know, you always got to focus on, on, on the, on the baby. And, um, the cleaning company is, is the baby. So I focus on it. So what do you do there? What's your role within it? So my main role is for the cleaning company is we do, I do the commercial sales. So a lot of the big contracts, you know, if it's a hundred thousand dollar contract, I'm showing up, Yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the walkthrough. I'm taking them through the spill and, and, you know, selling them on our services um, and, and sending out those bids. Um, I'm dealing with a lot of the higher level contracts. So if it is a contract that we already have, that's at that level, then, you know, they can still email me and, you know, I can filter it down to the team. Um, and then I'm also the visionary. So very similar to what you're probably doing for your, for your washing business now mm-hmm. is, you know, okay, Hey, this is where we're at. This is where I want to go. Um, going over, you know, the numbers and the P and L and all those things with my leadership team and just kind of meeting with them on a weekly basis. So that's kind of what I do, uh, for the cleaning company. Cool. That's a good stuff. Oh, start. and the fun stuff. I forgot about the fun stuff. Yeah, so okay. I, I want to hear that. Yeah. So, so like, you know, the, uh, you know, shutting down like our, uh, our, we have like a little beach, like a water park here. So either shutting those things down or like escape rooms or our, our, our crazy, you know, kick-ass uh, Christmas parties or things like that. I do a lot of the planning for those things That's um, cool. because I love doing that stuff. You know, like in my, my business, I have, you know, recently transitioned to a very similar role. And mm-hmm. um, I, right now, my focus, because it's a new chapter for us, my focus is, all right, I've got to get my game face on and make sure I'm doing a great job as a leader, developing my leaders that are running it. Yep. Once I feel like I'm real, I mean, we're doing a good job, but it's it's a new, uh, we're we're in that new chapter. So once I'm feeling real confident that I'm doing my job there, I want to take on the role of CFO which would be chief fun officer. And uh, mm-hmm. I just want, I just want to be the cool uncle of the family, man. I just, uh, or of the business, you know, I, I want to be the yeah. guy when I come around, you know, maybe, maybe the, the person over HR gets a little nervous, maybe, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe we have a little more fun than we should have, whatever, you know, but that's just the, you know, I, I want to be the guy that, that brings the fun, brings the appreciation to our people, you know, stuff like yep. that. It's, it's always funny. Cause like, well, like sometimes I'll have a meeting with my op manager and, one of like the cleaners and they're like, Oh my God, I'm nervous. I said, why are you nervous? I said, this is not a termination meeting. I said, cause I wouldn't be here. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I'm not terminating anybody. It's just yeah. not my role here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you're right. I love, I love that. I love that. So tell me a little bit about, uh, th- let's talk about before we get to real estate. Cause I think once we get there, you might not shut up. I have, if I have a feeling, I don't know, but it's very but, possible. But talk to me, uh, you had a project, I, I saw it on your LinkedIn profile called Wake Up Monday. So okay. what the heck was Wake Up Monday and why are we talking about that thing? Yeah, so Wake Up Monday was a um, like a video podcast, 
very similar to what we're doing here. And it was a show that we wanted to do every single Monday. Okay. And it was built with me and my, one of my best friends, Mason Urbina. And it was, it was built where we talked about like real life examples and, and real life things that you could implement in your life, especially for like, you know, the people that are in high school or graduating high school or like just recently graduated high school, because we wanted to teach them things that we wish that we would have knew at that time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so we talked about things about like credit score and your relationship score. Like I've never heard of relationship score. We made it up, but we were mm-hmm. talking about how we, well, you know, we were talking about how, you know, just like a credit score, you have a relationship score. Like me and you, Bob, we have a relationship score on how our relationship is. And the stronger yep. that score is and the higher that score is, the more that we're going to be able to help each other. So we talked about those things and we talked about interviewing and stuff like that. So me and him did that for probably about a year and a half or so. Did about 50 to 60 episodes. And uh, then Mason ended up going off to uh, college, you know, craziness. Yeah, right. right. Why, why, <laughs> yeah. why ruin yourself why would he do this, that? Mason? Come on, um, man. Yeah, but he, he, went, he wanted to go to college. So he went to uh, Purdue, which is like an hour away. So it kind of, you know, put a, put a hindrance on us, like meeting up all the time at our office and doing these videos. Because as you can imagine, it's a lot of work, yeah. you know, it's a lot of work to do. I don't even do edit. mine right yet. And it's a yeah. lot of work. Like, yeah, it's, it's doing, a ton of work. A, yeah, it is. It is. It's so. a ton of work. So he moved. And uh, so we were like, okay, we know the videos are slowing down. So what we ended up doing was we ended up turning those episodes into a book, to like a little small little 100-page uh, book. And each episode is kind of like its own little chapter. And uh, we just kind of reiterate everything we say in the video just in the book format. And it's called The Millennial Survival Guide. Um, and that's on Amazon.com. That's cool as hell. Yeah. The, the Millennial <laughs> so, Survival Guide. So if they just go to Amazon, type that in, it'll pop up. No yep, problem. It'll pop up. And that's essentially this little love letter to millennials. You know, the people get, getting the hate, which honestly, I don't probably shouldn't jump off on this. But listen, guy, everyone that likes to bitch about millennials, first off, you probably are a millennial and you don't even know what you're talking about. But second, uh, Every new generation gets hate. You ain't special. You're not in, you know, they, they were hating on your generation saying the exact yep. same stuff before the yep. millennials got the hate before the, whoever's the next one of mine. So, but, but that's awesome. Cause you know, I listen, I'm 44 and I'm like, I'm like on that cutoff point between millennials and generation X. I just, I'm an Xer because that's a badass sound of name and I'm not no assistant <laughs> millennial. I'm a freaking generation X baby. Yeah. But, um, it just sounds cool. But, uh, uh, anyway, I, I, I digress. I, I, it's just stop being mean to young people, folks. Uh, you were young one time, so you wrote the millennial. So let me let me let me regroup here. So we we hustled a bunch of kids. Not hustle. That's a negative connotation. But we hustled oh and got a bunch of kids to sell candy bars for us around somewhere between ages twelve and fifteen. You're yep. you're selling Halloween uh, things. We didn't even talk about Teen Club, which we don't even have to get into that. But you literally started like a club where you had like a bunch of bikers that were giving you access to like the biker bar to let like teenagers hang out on Friday nights, yep. which may- maybe we need to do an entire episode about that. Cause that sounds crazy as hell. Um, then we're talking about a cleaning service. We've got wake up Monday, uh, which was a podcast that turned into a book for millennials. We got hire who, which we ain't even talking about. You know, so yeah. I don't know about all that stuff, but um, you've got a lot of stuff going and real estate. Yes. What that, what, what, Two questions. How the hell do you have time for real estate? And then what's that look like? So really, so here's the thing. When, you know, as I've been doing all this business stuff and, you know, 
I think the I think the scariest thing about being an entrepreneur is, you know, what happens if this stuff doesn't work out? Yeah. I mean, that's probably the scariest thing. Like what happened? Like you would think, you know, the more successful you get, that goes away. But it's still back there. Like, you know, this could go wrong or this could go wrong or whatever. So, you know, very early on, I'm only 29 years old. And an important thing for me is my retirement. Right. Mm -hmm. There may come a day where I do not want to hustle this hard Mm -hmm. and do all of this stuff. And, um, so I, I always thought, okay, wh- what can I put my money in? Like, what can I do right now where I can just funnel my cash in and, you know, get cash flow back without having to do a ton of what work? Well, real estate, right? Mm-hmm. So um, basically um, myself and I've got a uh, business partner as well who does a lot of them with me. We go around and we pretty much buy multifamily apartments that are already occupied. Mm. So anyone listening to this in the future, if you're trying to do this, you need to listen to what I'm saying. Multi-family, multi-family property, apartments that are occupied. Okay. So what that means is, because there's a lot that I'm saying in that one phrase, mm-hmm. what I'm saying is it's, it's multi-family. It has to be more than one unit. Okay. This is, this is our buying strategy. Like we, we don't buy anything else than this it has to be more than one unit, right? If, if, if there's four units and one person moves out, the mortgage payment still gets paid, mm-hmm. right? Um, it has to be apartments. You know, we're not looking for, you know, four single family homes. It has to be apartments. We want one roof usually, right? Roofs are one of the most expensive things to replace. Yeah. So when it does time come time to replace, I don't want to replace four different roofs. I'd rather do one, <laughs> yep. okay? Um, and then the other thing is we look for them to be occupied. Because most likely, if they're occupied, then the condition of the home is already in a livable condition because there's people living there, right? And the other cool thing is the moment that I sign my name on that dotted line with my bank, I'm cash flowing. Yeah. Cash flowing. That's good right? stuff, man. So those, so that is my strategy behind multifamily. And the goal is to, you know, get, you know, we're, we're up to about probably like 50 units, 50 doors right now. Wow. And we close on, a, we have a closing on Friday for five more. And um, the goal is to get to about a hundred by the end of next year. And then really, you know, start looking at bigger deals and say, okay, how can we go out and close one deal that has 300 doors, yeah. you know, and like those things are just like, it's life changing, right? Those are things where, you know, my kids as kids are not going to have to worry about things because we've got, you know, a thousand units that are just going to pay us forever because everybody's going to always be renting apartments, man. That's good stuff, bro. I love hearing that. So, and you said that the cleaning service, your, your lowly little service, that just cleans up dirt is yeah. what basically put you in the position to, to be able to start buying the doors. Everything. One roof. Everything. Everything. Excellent. Beautiful. 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 Um, you know, just for, since we're we're including everything here, we can get back to real estate. <laughs> what the heck's a teen club? My my, I have it written down on my notes here. You you started a teen club with okay, bikers. So, so I need to know this it. teen club thing. Okay. So think about this. When you were in high school, you know what were you doing at fifteen, sixteen years old? Going to the skating rink. Yeah, I mean, or, or okay. the cow pasture where I'm from. Okay. I'm from Oklahoma. The you know, cow we pasture. Well, I don't know. There, there's not a lot to do other than just go look at cows and stuff. You know. Okay, so like in my area, <laughs> you know, we, we had the skating rink, which the skating rink it, it was a good time for my business too at that time because the skating rink got blown away by a tornado. 
So we had oh, no wow. skating rink anymore. So basically we would do, we pretty much just threw these large parties. If you were, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18 year olds would get in as well, but there was like no drinking. Right. Mm -hmm. And we would just get, you know, we would find an event venue and I would have my mom work the front door. So my mom was the money person. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, it got to a point where we actually had security and like the police officer there to, you know, just be like, hey, guys, there's not gonna be any trouble here because we got the police here. Yeah. So we had that person there to patting down the people as they come in with no weapons. And then we hired a DJ. Right. And then we also had someone working concessions, selling candy, sodas and chips. And right? how old were you stuff. where this is when you were 15, 16? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did this all through <laughs> high school, all through high school. I did this. And man, I'm telling you, you know, at first when I was doing it, the parties weren't really successful. Like, you know, people weren't really showing up, you know, there'd be another party. And it was like, oh, man, this is really, really um, depressing. I'm losing money. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm 15 and 16. And I'm like, and it really didn't matter, right? Because you're 15, mm -hmm. 16. You don't got no bills or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So it didn't matter. Um, but one day, I ended up partnering with this promoter here that was really, really good at, like, promoting. He was really good at promoting. And I was really good at the operations. Like I knew the money was going to get collected and, and, and accounted for. Security was going to show up. DJ was all that stuff was going to work. And like I was good at creating that experience, but he was really good at getting people there. Yep. So we partnered up, man. First party we did, we made seven thousand dollars on a three-hour party. Oh wow! And I'm sixteen. Yeah, it might as well have been seven hundred thousand for. A oh, it was, man. Yeah. It, it was like I'm I'm sixteen, and I'm like, oh my gosh! I'm like, if I can do this every weekend. I'm like, I'm gonna have so much money with, when, when I'm 18, you know? Mm -hmm. And my mom's working the door and she's seeing all this money. She's like, boy, you know, you're making some money here, you know? So, you know, we did that and I'm like, this is great, you know? This is a good partner. You know, he's bringing value. I'm bringing value as well. So I did that. And then eventually, like you were saying, I partnered with a, a motorcycle club that, and again, I'm 16. They gave me the, they gave me the keys to their building, man. That's At 16 years, they was like, yeah, it's yours every Friday and Saturday. You do your own club. We call it Club Suave. <laughs> it fits me so well. Yeah, yeah. Rico <laughs> so, Suave. That's where my Yeah, so, <laughs> so we did that. We did that for like two summers, I think. And, uh, you know, it was really successful, really fun, and really a great learning experience, too. That's cool so. as hell. All right. Well, thank you for getting to that for me. Now we'll get back into real estate. And, and here's, here's what I want to uh, do, Dom. We'll just, I'm just going to lay it out and try not to be organic. I want to I hear about your passion. And I know you said real estate is probably where that is. And I want to hear about some struggles you've had. You know, we've been talking right. about all this great stuff, but you know, uh, you don't got to answer this question in this form, but like in a perfect world, if I could get this amazing answer to well, you know, what was the best lesson that you've learned from a mistake? So don't answer that directly right now, but, but keeping that in mind, let's talk about real estate. Let's talk about the future, but let's also talk about, you know, things you've had to overcome because so far mm -hmm. we've been talking about some pretty cool stuff and it hasn't been so bad just yet, but I, I'm waiting. There's got, there's gotta be a, 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 be a down turn in here. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. 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 So I would say like something that was a mistake that I did very early on that, you know, that caused a lot of struggles was, so going back to that journey where I was in high school, right? Mm -hmm. So I graduated high school and I went to like a community college for six months. And then I was like, I'm not doing this. You know, this is not for me, which, which is amazing because I didn't rack up any student loans or anything, but I was still doing, I was still trying to do the parties and I was doing, um, I started a cleaning company 
And then I also had like, like a little small clothing line that I was, so I was doing all this stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And I can't, I I gotta add that to the list. Yeah. Well, well, hold on, don't add it to the list. Cause that that's, that's the lesson. Right. (laughs) So I was doing all these things and I sat back, I'm like, you know, I'm not making, I'm like, nothing here is successful. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah, I'm making some money sometimes doing this, but but nothing here. Is, and on top of all that, I was working a full time job because like I was out of school at that time. Right. So I made the decision. I was like, OK, guys, I'm going to have to you know, I'm, I can't do the clothing line no more. I can't do these parties anymore. Um, you know, I, I can't I, I can't do these things that are that are not fulfilling and not, you know, turning a profit or whatever. I've got to focus on one thing. Right. So like, you know, Bobby, we talk about right now, like where I'm doing all these different things, but the truth is, man, when I cut all those other things off, I focused on the cleaning company for probably about seven years Mm -hmm. without doing anything else. Wow. And that's the lesson is sometimes if you, you can do everything, you can do all this stuff, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to do it all right now. Yeah. You know, and I learned that early on because, you know, when you're young, you know, even when you're old, you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do, this, I'm gonna do all these different things. But it's like, you can't do all those different, different things and be good at it, especially yeah. if you don't have a team and you're not making any money, mm-hmm. you know? So I shut all those other things down. I focused on the cleaning company for about seven years and, you know, and my full-time job. And I just grinded. I kept doing that, kept doing that. And one day while I was working for my full-time job, they came in there and they said, Hey guys, we're getting rid of the whole sales division. And I was the I was the top salesperson, so I'm like, mm. "What? You get rid of me? Yeah, I'm making y'all like you get rid of me. I'm the top sales. I got awards for it, right? <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, we're we're getting rid of it. We're getting rid of the sales division. We're just going to do a service. We're going to be a service insurance company." I was like, "Okay, cool, whatever." So next day, man, and and I it, so I have to say this: I closed on my house, my first house, a day before they said this. Oh, damn! Right. Well, maybe them, that was a good thing, actually. I mean, it, it was <laughs> better than through, the day after. So. I, 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 it, it was through them actually. So, like, because they owned the insurance, but they also their bank actually. It's mm. called it was Regions Bank. Okay. And um, so I closed on my house. Next day, they're like, "Yeah, you guys are all losing your job in about a month or so." I was like, "Okay, whatever, whatever, whatever." So all my people are like, "Man, Dom, you just closed on a house or whatever. What are you going to do?" I said, "Guys, I told you guys I've been running this cleaning company. What are you talking about? I got a cleaning company." So then next week I come in with a brand new car. Right. And they're like, Dom, what are you doing? I'm like, guys, I'm going to be fine. Right. I'm going to be fine. So either or I lost that job and then I never turned back. Like I I haven't worked for anyone else since then. Right. And um, so like that struggle and, you know, all those lessons that I went through of working for other people, learning things from those companies and working for myself, that's what's gotten me to this point. You know, so like, yeah, I do a lot of stuff now, Bobby, but a lot of for, for quite a bit of time for my business journey, I'd have focused on one thing yeah. to really get dialed in on that. And that's why I still focus on my cleaning company. So if I'm if I'm hearing you correctly, you know, the lesson learned is you can do a lot of stuff, but timing's everything. You know, I think things need it's things need their attention, things need their their love and their care. Go after it all. Just just do it right, do it in phases, you know, to to whatever your bandwidth may be. Correct. Correct. With the team. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, so you're here today, you're, you're buying uh, doors. Yeah. I I love the way, you you know, you, you look at that, you know, you're buying doors, you're um, you know, you got the cleaning company going, you've got, you know, um, you know, the recruiting stuff that you're working on, you know, and all these things. 
what's what's the the near future look like for Dom? You know, what what how's your life going to be different in five years? Yeah, so I would say for me is I really just want to, you know, for me, I want to just keep going deeper in what I'm doing, you know. Um, so like for the cleaning company, you know, how do we scale from you know two and a half million to be a ten million dollar cleaning company, right? And the only way we're going to really do that is by going deeper, deeper into commercial cleaning and stuff like that. Not necessarily starting a different business. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no interest in starting any more startups. I'll tell you that right now. Hardest <laughs> thing ever in life. Um, You're you know, an acquisition so, and growth life now, not not yep. a startup life, right? So, so that's that's really key for me is just kind of growing with what I have and then practically reinvesting all of my money back into real estate. Um, that way, I'm not just blowing it on stupid stuff and things like that. I should probably take that last uh, last little lesson because I'm really good yeah. at the stupid stuff. I'm, I'm like yeah. I'm a master at that. We're going to spend the money anyway, man. So we got to, we might as well spend it on something that's going to pay us. Yeah. An asset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, I mean, what's a day in the life of you look like at this point? Dom? Yeah. So, so I've got my mornings really packed in my, my, my business coach that coaches me, you know, he, he talks a lot about how, you know, your schedule is everything. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, you know, I get up around seven o'clock, I'm at the gym at eight. I work out for about an hour, hour and a 15 every single day. And um, by then, hopefully, um, you know, by 9, 30, 10 o'clock, I'm working. You know, I'm, ch- I'm, I'm knocking out any fires that people have brought to me. I'm checking with uh, my managers on all of the businesses. Um, if there's any real estate issues or anything like that, I'm handling that. But other than that, man, that's really it. And then there's sales, right? The commercial sales that I do, if there's any of those on my schedule, I'm knocking those out. But a lot of times it's more of talking to my leadership team, trying to look at and filter real estate deals and uh, smooth. Cool stuff, man. Now, do you do uh, you? you sh- I, I hope the answer is yes. Do you do education and stuff like do you go speak at events and conferences and stuff and share this info or you just keep um, it yourself? So so a lot of the events that I've that I've done with speaking would be for um, hire who. So it's a lot of a lot of it's like recruiting and hiring. Um, because obviously I have a software for it. Um, and then there are things that I do, um, you know, speaking, speaking wise for, you know, the youth. So we've got this one program here mm-hmm. in Kokomo, uh, actually for entrepreneurs, um, young entrepreneurs that are looking to potentially go into business when they graduate high school. Um, there's a lot of speaking and things done for that too. So yeah. That's cool as hell. That's cool as hell. I noted. So, all right, well, Dom, uh, what what mess? You know, we've been learning about you. What message is bottled up? So you got a moment. You have a platform right now. There's going to be, you know, at least me and my mom will listen to this episode. So there's going to be all, you know, a dozen of ears on it. No, I, you know, we got some listeners. You yeah, know, th- this is your opportunity to to be on a platform and share your passion message. And I don't care if it's about business. I don't really care what it's about. But what say you? What's, what's my message? So I would say for, for, for people that, you know, cause, cause this is, you know, journey for the new entrepreneurs, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would say for, for me, my number one passion is people that are willing to take the risk and, and, and start something from scratch. Like, I love that. Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's hard as hell, but yeah. I love it. Like I can preach it to everyone that has ever done that. Appreciate it. When I see an Amazon truck, man, I just, you have to smile at that. Yeah, because it's it's so it's so amazing. So my message would be, 
you know, if you're trying to do something great and you're trying to start something, whether it's big or when you're trying to do something small, build build yourself a solid team and do it mm. sooner than later because you can't do it all on your own. You know, if you plan on having three, five different businesses, there's no way you can run all those businesses on your own. You have to build yourself a solid team. And, and that's really, you know, my, my next phase. Well, when you talk about like the next three to five years for me, it's really like going out and finding people that can like change my team drastically. Yeah. You know? Um, so that's, that's my message. Build that's yourself cool. a team and do it a lot sooner. Sounds like you've been to BBB before. I think you, you just repackaged who, not how, I think. Right. It, it's, it seems like that. Yeah. They're very similar. <laughs> but, you know, that, that's where I'm at too, man. Like I'll be honest with you, like my business, uh, uh, you know, I, I just finally made the, the choice. I'm like, man, I am just, I'm being a bitch. Now, Dom, you don't know, uh, I don't think you've listened to the show before, but we got this thing called the no bitch zone and mm-hmm. it, <laughs> Megan likes, you know, who's a mutual friend of ours. And yeah. she was, she was like, does that mean I'm not allowed on your podcast? I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> not like, not, yeah. not a, not like kind of bitch. Um, I'm talking about, you know, I've, I've defined it as a bitch as someone that, uh, doesn't pursue their goals or their dreams because of fears of, you know, what may happen or what other people may say, think, or do, or someone that blames other people for their lack of success. So essentially a victim. And I'm going to be honest with you. Like, so listeners, I have a confession to make to you. Uh Uh-oh. I've been a closeted bitch while I've been telling you not to be a bitch. And um, I wish I wasn't even kidding. You know, I wish I wasn't even kidding, but it's like, I've had, I've had these dreams, you know, these aspirations. I want to do some cool stuff. Like I love the business thing. I love, Mm -hmm. I love my team that's over there. And that's what got me thinking on this is you're talking about the teams and the who's the who's not the how's and all that stuff. And I've got my team over there and I'm like, and I was sticking around. I put them in place and then I'm like, well, I guess I better stick around and I'll, I'll catch this if it falls over there and I'll catch that if it falls over there and I'll, you know, I'm the safety blanket or the safety net and, you know, and I'm building my team. And, and the truth is I was just micromanaging at that point. I got yeah. the right people. I'd put them in the right seats and I, I didn't want to step out. Cause I was like, you know, I had put the business in a tough spot. Um, you know, so listeners, you know, we all know I've, I dealt with a lot of depression, you know, for, for a number of months in the last year. And, uh, and I put the business in a tough cash flow spot. So mm-hmm. once I got out of my, my hole, if you will, you know, we basically fixed everything except for the top line. You know, we were, we still had to get some more, more cash coming in and flowing, but, uh, but here we are and I'm sitting back and I'm like, I did what I wanted to do. I, I wanted to build the team that's running this thing. Mm-hmm. And so I got out of their way and I actually briefly told you about it before we, we started recording. You know, I was like, I went into the meeting and told the guys, Hey, don't worry. I'm not going to abandon you. You know, we can transition over a couple of months. And literally before the day was up, that was my last day at the office because they were like, no, we got this, you know? And um, so my point is, you know, what you're saying is something that really resonates with me because I wasn't listening to my own advice. I wasn't pursuing these things I wanted to do because I wasn't quote unquote good enough in my own mind, Mm -hmm. or I did, I hadn't quite done whatever prerequisite or, you know, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I've got my skills. I've got, you know, I'm a barracuda. I can go deep in the water, you know, deal with the pressure. I can swim really fast, but I'm trying to fly like an eagle over here, you know, and I hired an eagle. I'm going to let the eagle fly and I'm going to, 
be the bear. I don't know why I keep doing this barracuda thing, but it just <laughs> popped into my head. So, but, but, uh, but I'm with you, Dom. And you know, the, the people that have been around me, you know, like I, I interviewed Brant from Jill's office and he's influenced me in this area and I'm not kidding. I mean, I know you and I aren't tight. I know we don't, you know, text and talk on the phone and stuff uh, yet, but, uh, but I definitely consider you a friend and, and love my time I get with you when we're in our uh, mastermind each quarter. Uh, but people like you and, and you specifically and all these people in my circle, like I'm seeing you do the things and I'm yeah. like, I'm over here being a bitch. So, so Dom, let me tell you, I, I, you should have said that message to me, you know, a year ago, uh, or probably three years ago, quite frankly, but, but I'm with you. So guys, I'm on team Dom. I'm on team, uh, pursue the things that you want, put the people in place, get over yourself, build that team because it's the who's that get us the how, you know, it's the who's that get us to where we want to be. And the more people you help get what they want, as Mr. Ziegler says, the faster we're going to get what we want. And you can't Absolutely. help people get what they want. You don't have a team. So nope. well said, my friend, I probably made it a little too messy after the fact. No, so. that's good. That, I mean, that's, that sums it up like that. That is spot on hundred percent. So uh, Dom, I know, you know, there's, there's get which yeah, we're not talking about that a whole lot right now. Yes. A little thing you got bacon, but they can go check that out. We, uh, if they want to see your, would you be cool if they like looked at your maid service on like on the website? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so uh, my website is for, for the cleaning company is ccleanindiana.com. You can go on there. There's a little story about me as well. Um, but you can look at, you know, how we market and how we do some of our branding. Um, and then you can also find me on uh, Facebook as a good channel, um, just under Dominic Demond Williams. Um, and you know, I'm open to chatting with anyone about things. If, if you're a, you know, new entrepreneur and you're, you know, you got questions on wanting to start a cleaning company or anything in the home services that I could potentially help with. Um, I'm, I'm an open book. Perfect. Dom, I love you, man. You're, you're a great, great dude. I'm proud to have you in my circle and, uh, thank you for being on the show. Uh, this, this has been great having brother. My pleasure. My pleasure. And, and uh, listeners do me a favor. When you hear this one, uh, you know, you're, you're probably on Facebook, send the dude a love note. Just say, man, thank you for the, for uh, the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? (laughs) The value that you, you brought to the podcast. Uh, If if he gave you some advice or some tips that are actually uh, impacting you and making things better, you know, this was a fix you needed, or this was something you're going to be able to implement. I can promise you right now, it'll brighten his day if you sent him a note and said, hey, man, that made an impact on my life. So so send him the message if you do. Show him a little bit of love. And guys, remember, if you're not doing the things that you want to do in life, you better have a damn good reason for it. But if you're not pursuing those things, there's no good reason for it. Peace out.